0: Welcome to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ever Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we are comparing One Roof versus HomeStockCo.nz versus QV versus Trade Me. Now, you would not believe it, Andrew, but this is a question that people text into the show all the time. Really? All the time.
1: I, I thought g- actually you'd come up with this. I was pretty impressed.
0: No, no, no. We get so many questions, it happens almost every webinar. And in the past, I've kind of shrugged my shoulders and said, how do you to compare them? Well, you know, what do I know? Ed. I'm just Ed. an economist, <laughs> humble economist. And so what we've done, <laughs> not a humble person, but okay. And what we have done today is we've actually got quite a bit of a process where we've done a bit of a comparison, which I'll take you through. But before we get into it, Andrew, Which is your favourite when you are trying to value a property? Because that's what we're talking about. You put a property in and you get a number out that says ballpark, what's it worth? Which one's your favourite?
1: The two that I use most often, if I'm working with investors and I'm looking at their portfolio and they say, oh, I don't know what that property is worth, I would use QV and Velocity for the valuation. And to be fair, I think Velocity, I probably find their comparison tool or valuation tool maybe a little bit generous at times. QV is probably... The one that I've used for the longest.
0: So the interesting thing there, though, is that Velocity isn't available to the general public. Oh, isn't it? No, you got to pay like fifty dollars valuation, don't you? Well, that and QV, you pay for the valuation on that as well. Well, if you go onto QV's website, you can actually get a ballpark value for okay. free.
1: Okay. Well, when I do the evaluations to get a probably a more accurate one, I presume I use both the QV and the I valuation.
0: Oh, so high roller Andrew Nickel, willing to pay for his valuation as well? I have a business credit card. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so. What we're going to do today is we're going to go just through the free ones. So OneRoof, Homes.co.nz, QV, Trade Me. And the interesting thing is in the past, I've always said, well, I quite like One Roof just because it's got a little circle that says whether they think they've got high confidence in it, low confidence or median confidence. So I kind of like that. But what we've done in order to compare these four websites is I've gone onto interest.co.nz and you guys who are watching on YouTube, you guys can see this. And anybody listening to the audio version, if you want to see what's on my screen, you can find that on YouTube. We'll link to it down. This was a
1: great idea, by the way, of how to work out which is best.
0: Okay, so let me just explain that because I've already told Andrew about it before we hit record. I went on to interest.co.nz and I found all of the auction details. Now, the hard thing that we've got to get around is we've got to find out what a property actually sold for. Which is the true worth. Yeah, the true value compared to what these websites said it was worth before that. So the reason I'm using auction sales is that I can go on and I can see what something actually sold for the weekend before or the week before we're recording this show. And then I was able to say, well, what did OneRoof say? What did homes.co.nz say? What did all of these websites say that these properties were worth? And that's because they don't have the data
1: loaded in now. So we're still working on what their estimate is rather than the true value, which only happened a few, well, no business hours beforehand.
0: That's right. Because- we're looking at Friday, we're recording this on a Monday. And so the sales won't be notified through council or wherever the different companies get their data from. So that's what we're banking on. So I've taken all of these figures and I've just run 15 properties through it. So I've taken- Lazy. Just 15. You had the whole weekend. it It still took about an hour and a half to get the actual data. And so I've got it here for you guys. And so what you can see here is there's 15 different sales- and I've got the auction sales price and then I've got the valuation for each of these. Now, Are they all over the country? No, I've only chosen Auckland mm-hmm. in this instance because that's where there are a lot of auctions. Yes. But you could do this for your area and I'm going to talk soon about how accurate <laughs> homestockcode.nz is around the country.
1: If you too don't have friends to hang out with at the weekend then you could do this yourself.
0: No, I've got a special link for you but I'll tell you at the end to, that's just me baiting you to listen to the whole show. But what I really want to show you is this part here, and I'll make this a bit bigger because what I'm showing you here, Andrew, is how far off as a percentage One Roof Homes Trade Me and QV were from what it actually sold for. So let me take this first one over here 1B Wakeling Ave in Teata 2 South. So actually sold for 1.255 mil. So one point two mil plus fifty five thousand. And and one roof hoves and QV, they were all saying that that property is worth somewhere between one point three and one point four six mil. One point two six? Yeah, that's trade me. And so over here I've got well, how far off were they? What you're saying is QV valued at sixteen point eight percent over, is that right? Yeah. So you can see that in some instances, hey, all of them were valuing in this case it was Portesia Place. They thought that it was valued twenty percent more than what what. what it actually sold for. So it sold for like 20% less than what all of these websites showed you. But what's interesting is that there are some properties that are selling for over way Way over, over, and some are selling for way less. And there's very few in the middle. But what I want to show you guys is that when I took the- Whoa, someone got it bang on, 0.0. Yeah, that was 32 Winyard Road in Mount Eden, and QV got that one bang on. It was the only one that was 100% there. Now, what's interesting that I want to show you is that obviously some properties are 20% out by- Why would you guess that was? Well, it could be anything to do with the property, if they've done it up a lot, if it's- you know, in an area where there aren't a lot of equivalent sales. Well, that's over, so
1: probably if they've done it over a lot, it wouldn't be that. But maybe it's in a decrepit state or maybe there was a desperate sale and so someone
0: took a lower price. Yeah, it could be anything like that. Now, when you average it out, it appears as if they're all very accurate. Now, I'm going to come back to this, because when you average out the 15 sales that I've said, you know, what's the average of Who's those 0. 15 4? sales?
1: Who, who got it the most accurate? Uh, one Roof. Oh, that circle's paying off for them.
0: Followed by QV. But see,
1: the interesting thing about that, though, One Roof has got quite a lot more extremes
0: by the look of it,
1: whereas QV is a lot more within QE. And yes, it's got some extremes, but most of them are pretty close.
0: That's actually something I wanted to pull up. So let me just give you a really easy example for this. Let's say we only looked at two properties, right? And let's say one roof for one of those properties was 20% over and the other was 20% under. Now, the average is that, hey, they were bang on 0%, but actually they were 20% wrong both times. Now, that's essentially what you're seeing here with one roof. So one roof was either way over or way under most of the time, average it out, and it looks like they're bang on. Now, with QV, they've got fewer of those extremes and more that are pretty, what we would say, correct. So with one if the extremes are making it look like they were really accurate, but actually they weren't in that case because the average looks good, but they had too many on the extremes that are balancing each other out, whereas QV they- appears to be a bit more accurate just from this tiny sample that we've taken. I wonder if these websites uh, take their wins and their losses and adjust their algorithm. Oh, well, I actually will come to that when ah. it comes to homes in a second. Now, what I've got here is I've tried to adjust for that issue that we've just talked about. And so what you can see if you're watching on YouTube is I've given it a sensitivity factor. So uh, show yeah. me all of the sales where they were more than 5% out. So I'm pretty sure a
1: registered valuer is allowed to be plus or minus 5% off the top of my head. Okay.
0: that's a, so, so, so that's a pretty good I'm impressive gonna, number. I'm going to claim that I did that on purpose. So essentially what I'm saying here is show me all of the sales where they were 6% or more out. Because I thought, you know, you can be plus or minus 5%. Yes. So then we can use this as a guide to try and adjust for that problem where some are like just way out.
1: Interesting that Trade Me appears to be the worst, is it? Or no? So One Trade
0: R- Me and One Roof both had 11 out of 15 sales where they were more than 5% out with a valuation that they said, this is what we think the property's worth is more than 5% away from what the property actually sold for.
1: Now, I don't know if this is correct, so Trade Me's lawyers, please don't send me a cease and desist letter. I'm just saying, I wonder if this is the case. I wonder if Trade Me, which- advertises properties for sale through real estate agents. If real estate agents go in there and suggest what a property price might sell for and have high expectations, and then if that affects their algorithm when they're estimating.
0: Well, that's interesting. I don't know about TradeMe, but there was an issue uh, last no, year with, with homes.co.nz. Yes. Now, I'll tell you a little story just briefly, because we've got time for it. I actually got a message over the weekend where somebody said, oh, the real estate agent is trying to tell me that I need a take less for my property. And I've just gone on homes.co.nz and the valuation has gone down by 200K. Do the real estate agents have control over this? And I said, well, I don't actually know whether homes.co.nz has changed this or not. But there was an article early last year, 2021, where it was the other way around real estate agents trying to get absolutely. buyers to push the price up so they absolutely. went and adjusted it. Yeah, that was absolutely happening. So that's interesting. Now, just coming back to this. So when I count the number of properties, just from this tiny sample of 15 where the websites were 5% or more out QV again comes back as quote unquote most accurate followed by Holmes <laughs> and economist then,
1: says QV most accurate well
0: that's what I'm trying to uh, guard now against being sued by Holmes trade me in one roof combined you yeah, see the trouble is because there are so many wonderful people like everybody listening to the show because people listen to it sometimes when we say something people say, no that's not correct <laughs> I've got the data Sue I can show you that it's the case (laughs) but trade me in one roof for this small sample with a furthest out. Now, let me ask you this. Does this change what you were thinking about any of these websites? Are you going to swear off homes and one room? No. Someone actually rang me over the weekend. This is a good friend of mine. Might be listening to the show, Nick, it's
1: you. And he rang up and said, hey, look, I'm buying this section, trying to get a guide as to price. Now, this section is for him to buy. There's another section which is comparable above it, which is $200,000 less. And he said, am I overspending by $200,000? Now, in that case, there was no caveats on that land which allowed him to build what he wanted compared to the one above. So that has a value to it. But the other part to it is something's only worth something when someone's willing to pay for it. So you can take all the algorithms in the world, but all it takes is one person to pay a price and that becomes the value. Oh, was that, he's comparing the no, online. he was talking about the actuals. But, you know, in some instances, people kind of go to these and then they hang their hat on it. Oh, I'm not paying that because home says it's not worth that. Well, it doesn't matter what homes say. If you're going to miss out on the property that's going to be the house of your dreams, then you're the silly person for not paying the extra 10000 just because Home says it doesn't make that true. And if someone else is willing to pay the extra $10,000, then
0: it is worth that. Well, here's the thing this little analysis is so small that it only gives you a taste. I'm not saying that QV is more accurate. I'm saying of a small sample of 15 properties, just to get a sense of this, which one for these 15 came out as most accurate well, why, and QV did. Why but that's just take next
1: weekend and do the, to last the entire year. country. yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Any volunteers who want to sit with me at the office? But what I do want to show you, which is accurate, is homes.co.nz does release data from the last three months where they compare the valuation they had or the number they had with what actually sold. And then they've got what's called the median error. So for Christchurch, on average, they were 10% 10% out.
1: Is that positive 10 or negative uh, right, 10? Either way. Right, either way.
0: Whole- so on average, because median is an average, they were out by 10%. So that means that if you're looking at a property in Christchurch, and if you look at the homes.co.nz estimate and it says 700,000, well, just bear in mind that on average, it's going to be 10% above or below that. Now for the City, it's 7%. If you look at some much smaller areas like Gray Districts, just because there's so many fewer properties yes. and the properties are cheaper, so 10% is obviously quite small in an area like Gray District, they're 28% out on average. I think it's quite on average that a company actually puts this data out. Hey, look, this is what
1: it was in terms of accuracy or inaccuracy, because they're not claiming to be able to predict the
0: future, but actually pointing out that, hey, this is the margin of error. I think it's Really. So, yeah. So, I think that when you're on here, and I'll drop a link in the show notes where you'll be able to find this. But the reason I really like this is that on average, and I think I did build a spreadsheet of this. Let me just pull it up. This is all because I had to cancel on Saturday night for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I? you didn't want to have our date. So, look, I'm doing the median of the median, but the median council area, homes.co.nz, was out by 9.5%. So, plus or minus 10% when you look at a homes.co.nz. But you can Can't just do that because I'll show you something else that's interesting. Another thing they publish is, well, how many of the properties were within plus or minus 10%? So for Christchurch, only half of the properties that sold over the last three months, Homestock homestockco.nz was within plus or minus 10%. Now that means that half the properties were obviously outside of that range. And actually only 74% were within 20%. Yeah. And when you're talking about, let's call it a $700,000 property, that means that only three quarters of properties we were within plus or minus $140,000. Yeah. So that's why you can't just look at a homes.co.nz and be like, well, that's what it is. I'm not paying any more. Yeah. Plus or minus 20%. And in fact, let's just look for the one that had the highest accuracy rate, Timaru. That's interesting. That seems like that's probably going to be a bit of an anomaly, but let's go with it anyway. So even in the district where they were most accurate over the last three months, you know, there were still 3% of properties, 4% of properties that fell outside of that, except for Nelson, where they were 100% and within plus or minus 20%. Might cut that out just because it doesn't prove my point. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not going to do that. But I think the key thing here that I'm trying to show is that if I I was looking at homes.co.nz, because that seems to be the most popular, just remember they're only half the properties ballpark, maybe 60% of the properties are going to sell within plus or minus 10%. Four out of 10 properties or two out of five properties are going to sell for prices outside of that. Uh, Look, just to add to
1: that, I think that you cannot rely on anything online to get a proper gauge of what a value is. It's a good tool to kind of give you a finger in the ear, but you really need to do a site visit yourself and you don't know the market, get a registered valuer, talk to real estate agents, talk to uh,
0: someone who knows what they're doing. So a couple of next steps for you. First of all, if you're listening to the audio version, then you might like to check out this on YouTube as well. I'll drop a link to that down in the show notes. And then what we'll also do is drop a link in the show notes for the homes estimate, so where they're above or below, because that'll also allow you to say, hey, look, for my area, whether you're in Selwyn District, Palmerston North or Taupo, how accurate have they been in the past? Because I think it will surprise you how low some of these numbers are. The other thing that I want to let you know about is that we're doing our next webinar, how to avoid the eight things that go wrong in property investment. So recently, we talked about the eight things that can go wrong. We're really going to talk in this webinar about, well, how do you avoid them? We're going to give you our playbooks for how we avoid the things that go wrong. Because some people after listening to that episode were saying, well, so many things could go wrong. I better <laughs> not buy. Yeah, look, there are things that do go wrong in property investment. The key thing is what are you going to do about it? Because you don't want to be so scared that, that your fear is going to hold you back. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to pump you up with a whole heap of strategies that you can use to avoid those problems. And to do that, I want you to come along to the webinar. So tap or swipe over the cover out. I'm going to drop a link into the show notes. We'll go to opuspartners.co.nz. You'll be able to sign up there. Tuesday, the 5th of April, 7pm. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And I'm And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, texts, and insights to help you get the most out of New Zealand property market. Until next time.